I'm Kurt, I'm a parent, and this is the Parent Skills Podcast. Well, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Parent Skills Podcast. Most of you listening to this attend Saddleback Church, where I'm one of the pastors. But please pass this podcast along to your friends who are on the parenting journey. It's not meant to be specific to anything going on at our church. And speaking of passing things on to your friends, be sure to pass along saddlebackparents.com because there's all kinds of awesome resources there for anybody that you know who is on this journey of parenting together. Super excited about this episode. We're going to talk about a topic that at first pass you might think, I didn't even know that was a parenting topic. It doesn't come to the top of most parents' minds when it comes to parenting issues. But when this situation arises, I believe that as a parent, this is an opportunity for you to breathe life and vision and future into your children. And that is the idea of how do you stoke the fires of your children's passions. When you begin to notice that your child is passionate about something, how do you as a parent fan into flame those 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 passions? And we're gonna talk about that with my friend, Johnny Baker. He is also a pastor here at Saddleback Church. He is the parent of three children. His oldest is a high schooler, and then he's got a couple others, and we'll talk to him all about that in just a minute. But Johnny has a great story of how he and his wife have fanned the flames of their daughter's passion. And we'll be back to hear more about that in just a second. All right. Well, hey, welcome back, Johnny. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Glad to be here with you. Thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule. Um, Now, just for people who don't know who you are, what's your role at Saddleback Church and how long have you been on staff and give us the 30 second testimony of your of your life? Yeah, totally. Uh, I'm the pastor of Celebrate Recovery here at Saddleback. And so which is a which is a Christ Center recovery ministry for anybody with a hurt, hang up or habit. So it's it's everything from drug addiction to sex addiction to. So in the most crass terms, you probably don't like this. It's a Christian, a really Christian based version of of like 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 an AA. Totally. Yeah, totally. It's, It's if you have any what we call traditional recovery experience, we just do that. But instead of having an a higher power that you pick, we say his, his name is Jesus. Gotcha. And so that's the way that we find healing in all areas of our lives, gotcha. not just the thing that kind of brings us there for yep. the first and, time. And when does Celebrate Recovery meet? And if somebody's interested in attending or yeah. passing the information along? Yeah. Well, at Saddleback Church, we have six different campuses that have Celebrate Recovery. The main one, Lake Forest, meets every Friday night. We've been we've been meeting every Friday night since 1991. Wow. And, um, and so that's at the worship center at the Lake Forest campus, but we're at the uh, Rancho Capistrano campus. We're at San Clemente campus. We're all over the place. And in fact, 30,000 churches all over the world do celebrate recovery. So, so, so if you're a parent listening to this and you don't attend Saddleback or you don't even live close to a Saddleback, they yeah. can, is there a website they can go to? Yeah. And you find go to celebrate recovery.com and there's a thing called find a group right there. You can put your zip code in and, and find one in, oh, in a radius around you. Very so, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's man, we need to do a whole podcast on, I'd on, love to, on I'd love to. Um, yeah. Because 
older parents of older teenagers, yeah, right? They start getting into some of the tougher topics like substance abuse and yeah. all that. How do we react the first time our child experiments with a beer? And right. Like I, right. We'll, so we'll bring you back. Yeah. We also just, just as we're talking, we have a program for students called right. the landing yep. and that meets at Friday nights at the same time as celebrate recovery. So if you are a parent and you've got a teenage son or daughter who's going through a hard time, maybe it's even a divorce that you're going through right, right now. And you're finding that it's hard for your kid to, kind of process this, or if they are struggling with some of those heavier life issues, we'd love for them to come. We meet in the refinery. Yep. Um, and then we, for younger kids, we've got celebration place. And that's, we kind of call that pre-covery. That's a right. place to send your kids. So they kind of learn some of the tools that we offer in recovery kind of before they need some yep. of those things. Oh, so fantastic. yeah. That's fantastic. Tell us about your family, how long you've been married, yeah. children, all that good stuff. Yeah, Jenny, I got married in May of 2000. And uh, so we're coming up on our 19th anniversary right now and uh we we got we met and got married at saddleback church and uh, i've been i've been attending saddleback church since 1990 okay uh, and so i've been i started coming as a sophomore in high school and uh went through the went through the high school ministry went through college ministry that's where jenny and i met um we probably have a lot of time for this but my story kind of deviates from church then at that point um i i was Raised in the church, obviously, but went off my own way sure. and became a became an alcoholic. Got arrested for a DUI in 1999, mm. um, but thankfully had the church and celebrate recovery, which my parents are the founders of, to come back right. to uh, when I was ready for my to to get healthy again. Yeah. And uh, I started attending celebrate recovery. Felt called into ministry, which was something I had said no to God to in college that that would never happen again. And, uh, and then it's be, it'll be about 15 years now that I've been on staff at Saddleback right. at Celebrate Recovery. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And your, your three children are? Yeah, Maggie and yeah. Uh, Chloe and Jimmy. So Maggie's in high school, Chloe's in seventh grade, and Jimmy's 10. Awesome. Yeah. Well, for the sake of our podcast today, we're going to focus in on Maggie a little yep. bit. Um, I'm sure your other two children have passions. Yeah. Um, Maggie has honed in or at least is beginning to yeah. right there is a beginning there's a starting stirring of some stuff that god seems to be doing in her heart um and and specifically i'll let you tell us the story a little bit more but specifically she's beginning to develop and it started when she was in seventh and eighth grade yeah. in junior high yeah a, a real heart for missions yeah specifically africa yeah um and she's gone on a, on two or three she's gone on two she's gone two trips with our student ministries to rwanda yep um, and so just talk a little bit about that and then just to set the stage and then we're going to kind of use Maggie's passion and your, yours and Ginny's sure. experience with that to kind of, for lack of a better phrase, I'll just, I'm going to kind of interview you yeah. about how you navigated and, and fanned that flame. Yeah. Well, I think it all started actually when in seventh grade, when she joined a life group and I just think, you know, you of all people understand how important these are, but I think for, for Maggie, it, the life group really was a connection piece for her as she was in seventh grade. She got to know some leaders and she got to know some some kids. And it really, I, I began to see a change in Maggie where she kind of went from this kid who was really happy being in the shadows, really happy kind of just being part of a group right. to being this kid who is excited about a lot of different, and passionate about a lot of different things. And so one night she came home from Saturday night service and uh, she said, hey, can I can I talk to you about something? And I said, Sure. And I, you know, my blood ran cold. I got kind of nervous because right, who, who knows, knows what this means, yep. you know? Yep. It was never good when I said those words to my parents. <laughs> exactly. Even you know? worse when they said, can we talk to you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I said, sure, what is it? And she said, I'd like you to consider the possibility of me going 
to Rwanda. This is in her eighth grade year. Okay. And um, early in her eighth grade. Early year. in her eighth grade year. Right. And um, she said, and she pulled out of her back pocket this folded up Rwanda information sheet, and um, she said, "I don't need you to say yes or no right now, but would you would you just think about it and pray about it? I really feel called to go." And oh, just yeah. to be honest with you, my my initial off the cuff was no. Right. Just Although no. she was, she's a pretty savvy, so savvy to come out at me that think way. Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need an answer right now. Pray about <laughs> yeah. it. And then the big yeah. one, I feel called yes. to go. Yes. Now she, earlier at about seventh grade, she told me she feels called into ministry already. Okay. And the funny thing was I was taking her to school one day and I said, Hey, you're 12 years old. If you decide later on in life that you're not called to ministry, like no one's going to judge you for that. No one's like, I know you've told your leaders, you've told right. some people. Right. But like, and she looked at me, Kurt, like I was the dumbest man on the planet. That's the look I've gotten accustomed <laughs> to from my kids. But, but you know, I mean, she just, she just felt already that she knew. She knew. Yeah. yeah. And so this, this was not a surprise that she would feel called to kind of this next level thing. Because one thing that Katie and the JHM team does really well when they talk about Rwanda is they're like, Hey, this isn't summer camp. Right. This isn't a, this isn't like a, a week long vacation. This right. is work and this is hard and this is what we're going to do. And these are some right. of the things you're going to see. Yep. And she was still fired up about it. And so Jenny, my wife and I talked a little bit about it and I was just like, no, mm -mm, no. And then I was out of town for a CR, a celebrate recovery event. And there was a parent meeting night. And Jenny texted me from there and she said, Hey, there's another one of these when you get home. I think you need to go. Mm -hmm. And I knew from that moment it was two against one yeah. and it was over. <laughs> and so um so we had to kind of process through that kind of stuff. Yeah. And we did eventually let her go. Right. Um, and uh, you know, walked her through all of the things that you need to go. And as we saw the pictures come in, yeah, and heard stories of what she was doing, we we began to really relax. Right. Um and then we knew yeah. that next year she was going to want to yeah, go again. And, and sure she's, enough, she she's gone again yeah. and her passion for ministry and missions. And again, she's young and, and the, the greatest wisdom. I mean, you already said 20 things that are super smart, but you sitting Maggie down and saying, you know what? If you change your mind later on, it's all, it's all good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's a little, you had to give space that her current passion could be the equivalent of your passion to be a firefighter right. when you were in eighth grade yeah. or whatever. And, and we knew we were going to have to do some, we were going to have to make some changes mm -hmm. to some things that she was passionate about in other areas. If, if this was going to stick. If she was right? going to go into ministry, right. you know, I said, listen, you're, when she was going into her ninth grade year, I said, listen, you, you made it to all the honors classes. Right but you don't need all those honors classes if you're going to go to ministry. Right. So yeah. let's enjoy high school a little bit. Yeah. And we began to have some of these conversations yeah. and those, awesome. those conversations keep going. So she met with right. her guidance counselor and she said, Hey, where are you thinking about school? And she said, Oh, maybe junior college for a couple of years. So my credits aren't that expensive. And then I can go. And these are all conversations that some of the JHM and HSM team have been having with her and that we've been having with her, right. but already kind of making some of those like, Hey, you're not, Yep. Some of your friends are going to be in the all honors classes. Yep. And if you're like, how are you going to deal with that? And right. you know, those weren't automatic. Oh yeah. I'm great with it. They were. So you are jumping into some really cool, like principles because even though we're using Maggie's story of a call to minister, a passion for ministry, a passion for missions. Yeah. The principles that we hope to kind of unpack today would apply to any parent whose child is passionate about anything, right? right? So some kids are gonna be passionate about sports. Other kids are gonna be passionate about music. Yeah. Or, you know, my son went through a season in his life, Johnny, when he was in fifth and sixth grade, 
I'm a surfer. I'm a motocross rider. Yeah. Um, he was passionate about Rubik's cube. I mean, as passionate as Maggie is about ministry, <laughs> my son was that passionate about Rubik's cube. Yeah, and so can he solve them like real oh, quick? Oh in the whole yeah, thing? oh yeah. He, yeah. It, it, it is it is at the at the peak of his professionalism. <laughs> yeah, um, he could solve a Rubik's cube in about twenty five seconds. Wow. Oh, I I used to take him to Rubik's cube conventions. Yeah. and contests. Yeah. Not because he wanted to compete. Yeah. He wanted to, he knew the players. He knew the, the, anyway, but, I, but, here, I but, but here's what's cool about that. That's something you had no interest in. You didn't, you didn't right. model that for him. He right. caught that himself. And then instead of trying to squelch that and say, no, let's go surfing, let's go motocross. Yep. Pouring into that. And I think yeah. that that's important because that's, that's a, a, a really big principle yeah. is, is there's a sacrifice. If you're going to fan the flames of your kids' passions, it's kind of like icing on the cake if their passions happen to be your passions. Right. Then it makes it hand in glove. Right. But more often than not, at least in my experience and in your, in a lot of our experiences, um, and especially a daughter and a, a daughter and a dad or a yeah. son and a mom, um, it's it's highly likely the passions don't align. Well, yeah. I mean, for Maggie and I, I've, I've yet to go to Rwanda. And you know, as part of Saddleback oh, culture, oh, that's yeah, a big deal. I'm a little bit deal. surprised you were willing to admit it, that yeah, on I'm, the I'm, microphone. I'll go on record because, <laughs> you know, I just say it. I've yet to go. Right. And so... Um, for her, it, it was something she felt called to, but it wasn't because she grew up watching her parents go to right, Rwanda right. and us talking about how important yep. missions are. And so again, my, my initial reaction was it's not safe. It's too far away. Yeah. You're, you're not gonna, you know, we can't get to you if something happens. Right. Well, and those are all, I'm not sure there's a parent on the planet who, when their junior high daughter says, I want to go to Africa yeah. or any place that's. 15 hours away via airplane that doesn't have some of those same knee jerk initial responses. Yeah. You said something really cool earlier that you started weighing the, the sacrifices, yeah. the trade-offs, yeah. everything in life is a trade-off. Yeah. And one of the things for parents to think through is if you're going to fan the flame of a passion, right? It does require a trade-off because most of us, we live in a very busy society. Homework's more more stress-filled right. than ever before. Right. If your son or daughter are also into sports, those are more stress-filled and higher commitment than ever before. And so to add an emphasis on a passion right. does require some sacrifice someplace else. And I actually think that could be one of the ways you sort of, it's not the only way, but you sort of test Right. Is this a passion? Right. Or is it just a fun little idea? Because if it's a passion, Maggie was pretty willing right. to give up some things yeah. in order to go well, on her mission trip. Well, and what a hundred percent. I mean, she had to give up she had to give up a lot of things in order to go. A lot of the time, you know, she's gonna miss ten days of school when it's all said and done. Right. Which means Leading up, up to that and after that, there's not much school she can miss right. anymore. And so knowing, hey, this is a this is a sacrifice. So if I get kind of sick, I gotta go to school. If right. if there's a fun thing happening and you know, you're taking the other two to Disneyland for their birthday, going to school. I gotta go to school. Right. And so, you know, even even just those little things are are some of those some of those trade offs trade offs she yeah. had to make. And and I think they're like you said, they're important it's important to know if you're willing to even make those trade-offs. Cause if not, right. Then right. This really, this may not be yeah. a, a passion. That's the way good. You think That's of good. It. Okay. Let me just ask you some, yeah. some questions and you can take as long or short as you want. Yep. Um, 
I didn't hear you say the word. You were afraid. Yeah. Um, but so, I, you know, you I was terrified. Not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So what would you say to a parent? Yeah. What does a parent do if their child's passions scare you? In your case, it was yeah. going overseas. It could be getting injured playing tackle football. Yeah. Right. Or it could be, I'm afraid that they're going to fail. Yeah. I'm afraid that they're going to feel rejection for the first time. Right. Right. The fears could take multiple um, manifestations. Yeah. What would, how would you encourage a parent if their child's passion is something that makes them uncomfortable? Yeah. I, I think I'll tell you what Jenny said to me because I was, I was terrified. And even after the parent meeting where she started to feel this peace, because what God did for her was say, you were afraid of these kinds of things when you were a teenager, but don't put your fear on Maggie because oh. Maggie's not afraid of those right. things. And when Jenny told me that, that's really when my, my perspective started to change on it a little bit where it was, Yes, there's reality to what everything we just said, the plane ride, being in a foreign country and all that stuff. But at the same time, do you feel like God's in control of this or not? Right. And so now that doesn't mean take dumb risks and it doesn't mean let your kid do things, you know, like right. play tackle football without a helmet or right. something. You know what right. I mean? But but to say, hey, I believe God's in control of this. And if this is a passion for my child, then I don't want to be the one to stand in the way of this. Yeah. And so it but also it was a lot of it was a lot of. I'd love to say it was prayer, but it was a lot of kind of self-talk of like, she's going to be okay. She's going to be okay. Sure, here's, sure. here's, here's all the things in place yep. to keep her safe. Well, and and the, the, that universal principle you said is don't let your fears yeah. limit what your child gets to do. Right. Because I think that works the other way too, right? Well, my passion is this, so you're going to come along yep. and do my passion. Yep. And I think that, you know, we've seen kids who grow up in a house where they're really pushed to right. go into a certain area but yeah. it's not their thing. Right. And, and you're saying the converse of the that. converse don't, can be the same thing. Don't hey, disallow don't, it. Don't do that because here's all the things yep. that could happen. Here's all the stuff that could go wrong. Right. Yeah. All that stuff could go wrong, right. but it, and it might be as simple. And I, when I say simple, I, it's not simple, but it might be as basic as kind of asking yourself as a parent, Hey, are these fears? How rational are right. these fears? Yes. Because Certainly there are some rational fears about yes. going overseas. Yep. There are rational fears about playing pop or football, rational fears about your child being rejected and not succeeding in something that rational fears about, you know, if, if my daughter's passion was going to cost me a hundred grand a year, <laughs> like, I don't know right. how I would fan right. that flame. The, yeah, yeah. They may I not mean, be the, able the, to the fear yeah. of yeah. Money, being in debt right, the rest right? of your life. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to kind of think that all through. Yeah. I love just if I were going to latch onto one is you navigate those fears by just not, not allowing some of those inner your own childhood experiences right. and your own insecurities and fears to be projected automatically right. on, onto your child. Yeah, You may have been raised in a house where everything was scary and afraid. And so you grew up thinking everything is scary and you should be afraid of yep. everything. And so then that's going to determine how you parent right. as well. Yeah. And so I think to have that moment where you vocalize your fears and you say, here are the things I'm afraid of. I think that takes some of the power out of those fears. And then you start, you yep. start having to deal with it a little bit. And we've, we've kind of danced around this, so this may not take a, a ton of time, but what do you do if you're a parent and the passion of one child, you have, you have three kids. Yeah. What if the passion of one child just is a total disconnect from any other passions of anybody else in your family? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that that's with having three kids, I think that that's sort of a constant thing that's happening, you right. know? And so um, I, I think often it's you kind of have to, you have to make a sacrifice as a parent, even of which of these passions can I flame 
right now. Right. You know, and so Jimmy loves basketball. And so he's not also playing football and tennis and all those other things because he wants to play basketball. Chloe's a theater kid, so she wants to do plays all the time. And Maggie wants to just be at, you know, she wants to be on staff at JHM already. And so, you know, um, and so there are times where not, you can't handle all three things at once. There's two of us and three of them. So you can't be at basketball practice, play rehearsal, and dropping off at something else. So sometimes you just have to, one of the kids might have to get shortchanged. Yeah, right. and, and the thing is, they always feel like it's them. You know, Maggie always feels like it's her. Chloe always feels like it's her. Jimmy always thinks it's him. All you can do as a parent is just say, yeah. hey, all of you are going to get right. shortchanged every once right. in a while. I'm well, going to do I my think, best. I think that is, there's two pieces of that. I think like the younger your children are. Yeah. The, the greater the opportunity to let them try a whole bunch of things. Right. You know, don't, don't, don't force a passion too early. Right. Let them, let them play 15 sports when they're little, let them experiment. Right. And by the way, when they're younger and you have to, you have to shortchange somebody. Right. It, that's okay. Right. Because he's playing eight sports right. anyway. So <laughs> right. if he plays seven this year, yeah. no, no big deal. Right. Yeah. Um, as they get older, you know, like, like Maggie is now, she's got two years. Right. She's been, she's adjust, she's been willing to adjust her strategy for what classes she takes. Right. Like she's kind of going to be one of those kids who probably looks back and says, I knew that I knew that I knew right. when I was a freshman. Which I love because by the time I got to college, I still had no idea what I wanted to do. Right. I was that kid who graduated high school with, you know, panic because it was like, I didn't know where I wanted to go to college. I didn't know what I wanted to take when I got there. I didn't know what I wanted to do when I grew up kind of thing. Yeah. And so I think if your kid does have a passion that could turn into a career path, right. I do think it's a, it's worth, it's worth Hey, what, how do we navigate this? Yep. You know, to, to kind of go through these things, you know, Jimmy's sure he's going to be in the NBA. Probably not. Right. You know, but but you don't need to be a dream killer. Exactly. Why kill that dream now? But what I'm not going to do is say, okay, where you're going to, all you're going to do is basketball, basketball, basketball at the expense of other things that might come up. Right. Yeah. Now, if he's six foot six and a starter, on right. his high school team, all of a sudden you're going to start making right. massive adjustments. I mean, at every level right. you start, you yeah. start making, yep. hey, like is that. this something we're going to push or is this something it's we're going to let go? Something that yeah. came in my mind concerning, you know, if, if somebody's passions are way different, sometimes the temptation is to kind of poke fun at, oh, and is yeah. it like, like, Hey parents celebrate the uniqueness of your kid yeah. in every, in every way, but yeah. especially with the things that they're interested in yeah. the Rubik's cube. I knew deep down it was a phase, <laughs> right? Right. So the smartest thing I did, and I, I did so much wrong as a yeah. parent, but you know, this is one of those good That's ones. A different podcast. We just, a different podcast, <laughs> but we just embraced it because the, the trade-off is you don't want your child carrying the memories and the baggage so the rest good. of their life so of, good. Yeah, my dad never supported anything I was into. He yeah. made fun of it when I was into something different. You know, if, if it wasn't, it wasn't, if if it it wasn't, wasn't sports, what he did, if, yeah. yeah. And so, parents, you know, if you ha- if you have the child with the odd passion, yeah, just just go with it. it, yeah. it nine times out of ten, it won't be their lifelong calling. Right. Right. It's something they're into now. And in the meantime, you'll meet some interesting people you wouldn't have met before, and you'll see some things you never would have hey, seen before. Hey, and... I saw guys um, solve Rubik's cube with blindfolds. That's I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, I, and it's, it's like steered in my memory. I've never been able to solve <laughs> it's, one of those. It's, it's, it's my a wonderful life. thing. All right. Um, we're going to keep moving fast. Yeah. We're trying to keep this about 20 minutes. We're probably already pushing up. Against I'm sure. That. Um, here's, here's one under what circumstances would you squelch a passion? I think, yeah, I think if it was dangerous for them, I mean, I think if it was the kind of thing where, you know, if, 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 
they were going to put themselves in a risky situation that was going to be that they're not prepared to go into yet. Okay. So for her to go to Rwanda with, with student ministries is one thing for her to feel like her and a friend are going to go to Guatemala, just the two of them and do a mission trip over a weekend. Right. Probably not going to let you. Doesn't matter how passionate you are. Right. You're not ready for that. You're not ready for that. And so you're not, it's not a smart place for you to go into, you know? And I think also, I think too, if it was something that I felt like that passion was going to start to make them, have to make decisions on their moral compass and what their value system and all that kind of thing. If they yep. were starting to go a certain way that felt like at some point you're going to have to decide, yep. Is this a God given passion or is this a you passion kind yep. of thing? I would want them. Yep. And as long as you can help control that, right. then as a parent, that's yep. something you would do. And at some point they might pursue that yep. and outside of your influence. Right. Right. No, yeah. That's great. All right. A couple, couple other questions here, Johnny, this is fantastic. I love, I love hearing just your journey with this. Are there any practical steps that you and Ginny worked through together as you've been sort of talking about and fanning the flame that you would say, I think these might apply to any, any passion that a, that a parent finds their child excited about? I think the most practical thing is just being a team on it. If, if you can, you know, I mean, I think for, for the two of us to get to a place where we both supported Maggie going on her missions trip. So it wasn't Jenny saying she should go. And I said, ah, she shouldn't go, but Jenny won. And now the whole time I've got my arms crossed and I'm grumpy. And if anything bad happens, I told you so. Yeah, yeah. I think getting on the same page with that and saying, Hey, we're not just going to send her, but we're going to send her with excitement and we're going to send her with trust. And we're going to do all mm-hmm. these things to me. I think that's a, that's a huge thing. Yeah. So if you're a, a parent who's, who's in a, you know, if you're two parents, I think getting on the same team with that, even if you're, even if you're parenting, you know, as divorced parents, I think maybe even more so at that point, getting on a team where it isn't one person saying, I'm going to push this passion and fan the flames. Another person saying, I'm going to tease you for it. I'm going to squelch it. So I think the most practical thing is just kind of getting to an understanding where you say, this is where we're going to go. Um, and I think too, some of it is if you have a kid who like Maggie got to this passion so early, it really is putting, putting opportunities in front of her right and saying hey here's right here's something for you to do and here's yep. you know and and then having those i think boundaries in parenting no matter yep. what are yep. important so you decide how far you're going to go and how sure. far you're not going to go i love it and you know there's even an opportunity for us to stoke the the passions really early on just if we're paying good attention to our kids yeah because you can stoke a little passion when you pull your your son aside or your daughter aside and say hey man i've noticed like you are super, super kind yeah, to the, to the so outsiders. Yeah. And I don't know what that means, right. but you know, God's given you this, this extra gear of compassion. You're affirming, you're not, putting, you're not putting crazy expectations, no. but you're affirming something that is obviously God given. Yep. And what you're doing is you're planting that seed in that child that goes, huh, maybe, maybe this compassion thing is something that's meant to be a part of my life moving forward. Right. Is is that is this innate ability or this thing that I just do. Right. Something that I can do my whole life. Right. Without you know, yeah, that's so yeah, wise. It, I, it's, love that. I talk about in a lot of different contexts, I talk about the power of a nudge. Yeah. Um, most people, teenagers and even young children, they don't respond well to a push. Right. Now I'm gonna push you into right. this. I'm gonna force you to be no, but they do respond well to a nudge. And the nudge is when you see something already kind of naturally right. and you just nudge them a little bit further that way. It's, it's the, it's the verse in scripture, right? In Proverbs, you raise a child up in the way that they should go. Right. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. Right. Well, for 
years and years and years and years and years, the majority, and it's still the case, the majority of Bible commentary mm-hmm. puts that in the context of spiritual. Right. You raise a child up spiritually. Right. You're yeah. an example of that. You were right. raised spiritually in the way you should go. Right. You wandered, but right. now that you're older, right. you're, you're, you're not departing from it. Right. right. More and more scholars are saying, you know what? When you look at the original language, mm. yes, but it's a both and. It's also talking about your child's natural bent. Oh, interesting. That God has bent, Maggie has this God-given natural bent right. towards service and right. missions and ministry. So now you're raising her up in that. Right. And she's going to stay true to that calling yeah. her whole life. Yeah. And, and so part of our role as parents is, how are our kids bent? Right. Like what's their natural. It's kind of catching them doing it. Yep. And let's encourage that because they're going to live a fulfilled long life doing what they were naturally bent to do. What I love about that too, is that so many of the things that our kids do the natural way they are, it's easier to go. That's how Jimmy is. That's how close that's just how they are. Instead of thinking like, no, that's really special that she's that empathetic. And she, she looks at, she always finds the kid who's feeling left out or it's really special that he, whatever it is, and then, like you said, give them that nudge and catching them do it and go, man, the way that you opened that door for that person who was in a wheelchair, yeah. that was really special. Yeah, I love it. You know, that's so great. I love, I love that. It. Yeah. Well, um, man, John, you've given us a ton to think about. Um, parents, if you're listening to this, this this is one of those episodes where it's a little bit longer than normal. I think well worth it. And it's also one that you might want to listen to one or two times because there's just I think some interesting little nuggets of wisdom sprinkled all throughout um, what Johnny had to say. He's talking about his experience with his daughter, Maggie. Johnny, thanks a ton for for being being here. And we'll bring you back in a future episode to talk about um, what do we do with typically a little bit older students, children who are starting to rebel, to push against boundaries, maybe to experiment in some dangerous ways. Yeah, love that. Maybe when they're starting to find passions that we know (laughs) are not (laughs) good passions for for them to have. Hey, everybody, just as a reminder, um, if you've not listened to the previous episodes of the Parent Skills Podcast, those are all available on the SaddlebackParents.com website, as well as our blog, our on-track parent videos, our two-minute tip videos, our book summaries, snapshot, all kinds of stuff. Spread the word. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time around.